Oh no, what if we call each other at the same time? Don't call me. Don't cross the streams. Oh, they're even saying maybe. Um but you your we made me realize I have to work on a French accent. Oh, uh, I'm not very good at those. Well, I don't think anyone's really good at French accents other than French people. Uh <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Oh no, uh I disagree. Um Mm. Oh goodness! He played. He played the uh, the master of ceremonies in cabaret. Um, oh, but that's not what he actually was called. Let me see. Cabaret. <laughs> His name's Joel. Joel Gray. You know, okay. Is that right? Is that right? I Joel Gray. I yeah. don't know. Yes, I, Joel Gray. I don't. I've never. Um, I've never experienced cabaret uh, as a stage performance or a movie or anything. Oh, you should hear Joel Gray's Welcome in Bienvenue. Welcome. It's very good. Okay. Well, good. Good for maybe Joel good for Gray. Joel. <laughs> good for Mr. Gray. Mr. Gray. Yeah. So, uh, how are you on this gray morning? On this very gray morning, let's see. What's the temperature outside right now? We've got mm, partly cloudy today. It's currently 72 degrees. The high will be 86 degrees. The humidity in this office is, well, let's just ask our little friend here. What's the humidity in my office right now? Oh, I said It caught me saying friend here first, so that's not going to work. Oh. Let's see. Well, that was a fancy demo. Humidity. The office is high at 58%. Yeah, 58%. That's not high. Get your facts straight. Anyway, so yeah, uh, not not too bad. Uh, it's a little warm, a little warm for my taste, a little, little, little bit warm. Um, but I'm doing all right. What about you? Uh, I'm okay. It's, oh. it's, it's May Gray here in Los Angeles. Um, otherwise, sunny Southern That sounds California. like a... A good drink for the Juicy Goss Lounge, yeah. the May Gray. No, th- this one, this one would not be a good drink because it would probably just be like dishwater. Because it, it's uh, just Ew. it's gray outside right now, um, and uh, it's a high of sixty six. And uh, oh, that sounds okay. I got yeah. a secret for you. That secret is my favorite weather is gray weather. I love when it's just about to rain or there's just you know an occasional sprinkle and you wonder did my friend just spit on me while we were talking or was that a cloud that is my kind of weather i love it so much i i i know i should like live in seattle or something but yeah i i'm jealous of your may gray so i guess i'll just have to have the may gray drink on my side it will definitely not be dishwater it will probably be an earl gray based beverage Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I like Earl Grey, so, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, 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 now, now, speaking of murky water and gray things, um, you had some... Bridge over murky water. You, you had some opinions about mops you wanted to... <laughs> you wanted to... You, you, you've been texting me, basically, for two weeks about how you I wanted have. to talk about mops. I've been texting you so that I did not forget to talk about mops. Look, there's, I kind of, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. I feel kind of bad. Um, I, I realized it recently after I think like the third podcast that I had been a guest on, um, that I kept mentioning, uh, 
the two newest shows that I've started, uh, which is Lucid and Somehow I Manage. And I was not mentioning unhelpful suggestions. And here's the problem with that. I not only do I, of course, enjoy being able to converse with you on a podcast every other week, but I also love the freedom that our show brings the both of us. We've had an episode about pie. <laughs> we just made up a, uh, a nightclub slash speakeasy uh, last time. There's so much freedom and there's no necessary tie to anything. Uh, and I really like that. And so I'm thankful for the opportunity to be able to just just uh, say what's on my mind when the time comes and apparently test out new accents whenever they come come, ab- come about. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, say, say what you want to say. Let the words fall <laughs> say out. Say what you need to say. Uh, and thank you for giving me a platform for the mop conspiracy. Um, look, I, I went on the wire cutter quite a while ago and looked for the best mop that that they had to offer and it's this very inexpensive mop that you can buy at like big box retailers uh like walmart which is where i got mine you get the mop you get the bucket the bucket has this little thing where you push the the mop down into it and it automatically like it has these plastic prongs that squeeze the water out of it cool great awesome yay um of all the mops because i don't approve of them in general this is the best this is the least evil or what is it the the lesser of all evils is that the well, phrase the phrase is lesser of two evils but lesser of two e- i mean lesser there's more than two mops evils. so yes this is the lesser of many evils here's my problem most mops most mop buckets rather are designed so that you put a cleaning solution into the bottom of them and then you fill that bucket with warm to hot water, please. And then you take your mop and you stick it into that water. You get it nice and wet and you put it back into the top. And like in a commercial uh, bucket, you pull the handle, you squeeze the water or you squeeze the the brush or whatever it's called, the the base, the head of the mop, and the water, the extra water squeezes out back into the bottom of the the bucket. Then you put the mop down on the... Go ahead. I was was just going to say, you're describing mops. Yes, mops. This is, yeah, this is the process so far. You put the mop down on the ground, you wipe it around on the vomit, or (laughs) the the urine, or (laughs) the... The uh, pasta juice in an olive garden or whatever you happen to be cleaning off the floor, any number of things, the other bodily fluids, and okay. you wipe back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. No, I've got to finish now. You stick it into that little squeezer and you pull the handle. And where does all of that stuff go? Down into the base of the bucket with the rest of the water. Which you then dip the mop into and start the process over. This is the most horrific cleaning. And I say that with, I, I wish that my voice could hit you with scare quotes because that's what I would be doing right now. The most horrific cleaning process that exists. And I don't understand it. And I want to say one last thing. 
I did come across a mop bucket that had two sides and it was like it was calling my name. So you could have a clean side and a dirty side. Well, (laughs) problem with that is that your clean side eventually becomes the dirty side again. And what I end up doing is having two buckets, two separate buckets. One bucket has the cleaning solution and the hot water in it. The other bucket is the mop bucket. It has a little bit of hot water in the base to sort of weigh things down. And I will dip into the clean and then come over to the other bucket, wring it out, clean, 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 wring it out, then come back over to the clean bucket, stick the mop in and start the process over again. But guess what happens, Joe? Over time, that clean bucket eventually still gets cloudy and gross because mopping is a conspiracy. Um. Uh, so, hmm. I got a question. Okay. What, I may have an answer. Uh, well, no, I don't know about that from this conversation. What What is it that you do instead of mopping then? If you could, they feel like it's a conspiracy where it doesn't actually clean anything. Oh no, I'm a complacent conspiracist. Like I still, I still mop because at oh. the end of the so, day, so you believe there's fluoride in the water, but you still drink it. <laughs> what I know is that the surface looks cleaner after I mop it. But what I fear is that if I had microscopic lenses in my eyes, I would still be able to see lots of bacteria all over the floor. That's my concern. I believe and have seen with my very eyes, I am from the show me state, and a mop has shown me that it can pick up particles and clean up the, the visual mess. But my problem is, and where the conspiracy lies, is in... The bacterial residue, if you will, that's left over on the floor after you finish cleaning. Okay. And I don't know what to do about it. Well, there there is no bacteria-free surface in your life, FYI. Um, but uh, that's just that's how nature works. The the thing is, you want to get rid of all the bad bacteria as best you can. Yes, and that's what yes. That's what your your cleaning solution is for. Uh, is is for that purpose okay okay so you're telling you're not that's the way you're not just using hot water (laughs) so you're telling me that you're okay with the idea that someone now not this part that someone vomits on the ground and Uh, all the grossy gross bacteria that's in their stomach because they have okay wait stomach flu no 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 no, no, let me finish that you could you could rebut you should no you should not mop a chunky substance at all first that needs to be absorbed can you say that again chunky substance well i mean it, okay, I, don't, I really was not. I was really not planning to discuss the details of uh, vomit this morning, but so no, you can't. Okay, you can't. You can't just use a mop to smear around something that is that is like that. That needs to be absorbed and disposed of, and then whatever remaining uh, liquid matter or film needs to be cleaned with. Uh, some sort of spray and paper towels and stuff and then you can go in and mop it just like a normal surface you should not you should not just be treating that that whole thing with a mop this is i mean i know i know there are schools where i've seen people do that they put down the wood chips and then they scoop up the whole wood chip thing and then they just mop it with the same dirty mop that's been mopping all of the high school and then they go back to mopping the rest of the high school you're a little bit in on this you know well no but see the thing is 
the correct way to deal with this is to, you just dispose of that and then you go ahead with your normal mopping. Now, I do have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your feelings on uh, convenience products like, uh, let's say, Swiffer Wet Jets? Haha. All right. So first of all, I do need to go back and say, all right, good, you're right. Yes, chunky substances should be taken care of in other ways. Um, so I'm trying to think. Uh, you have raw chicken and you are uh, you, you defrost a bunch of raw chicken because you work at a restaurant and you're going to get rid of the chicken goop that's left over, the, the defrosted juices of the chicken. Uh, and you slip on a banana peel that someone left in the road, not the road, on the on the floor, and all over the floor goes this bacteria-filled chicken juice, and you gotta go mop it up. Okay, no, so, no, again, you you spray that, and then you wipe that up with paper towels, and then you can mop. Oh, so mopping mopping is a process for spotless floors. Is your is what you're putting forth? Well, not spot. Okay. Mopping is for like just general dirt um, that is uh, general accumulation of of surface matter that is not sweepable or uh, that is not absorbed by a paper towel or anything like that. Uh, So the last step in the process. Yeah. Well, it's just it gives you shiny, clean floors um, where you're just removing basically what amounts to as dust that is adhered to the surface. Um, So it's an aesthetic cleaning process. Uh, that's how I mainly view it. I mean, there is, there is chemical treatment to help decontaminate the area, but it is nowhere near as good and does, of course, like we've mentioned, smear around. If you're if you're actually concerned about what's on the floor, um, then you gotta you gotta spot clean that first and then proceed. You should not just be starting square one. Oh no, I've spilled chicken juices everywhere. Time for me to use my mop. Like that. That's not that's not step one. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Okay, so, uh, okay, that makes sense. I'm really uh, concerned about the condition of things that you have considered mopping. <laughs> I only ever mop my floor. I don't, and I don't spill chicken juices on it. Um, okay. But as far as Swiffers and things like that go, um, they're okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they They make me feel a little better because I think you're forced more often to remove the uh the cleaning pads and so therefore it it makes me feel better inside knowing that it's not this thing that just sits there for ages and ages although i can't trust that everybody who uses them um clean or changes out those pads as often as they should be uh i I mean the good thing is they kind of have to because otherwise they don't work (laughs) Well, yeah, you'd think, but I've I've known some folks who've kept oh. their little yeah, not good. No, um, Gross. yeah, yeah, not good. Uh, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Yeah. Um, but the the cleaning or with a mop, I I probably clean them way like stick them in the the washer with some bleach way too often, uh, more often than I should the mop heads because it just. Want to make sure they're clean, um, but Joe, you know you you've made me you've made me reconsider my concerns in restaurants when someone pulls out that used to be bright yellow uh, mop bucket, uh, wheels oh, it out. No, and no, then... no, no. You should still be concerned about that. 
<laughs> oh, oh yeah. great! I'm talking about home use. Uh, yeah, whatever whatever they do in restaurants is bad. Um, and and any other place where you're probably eating food or sitting down and walking through, and then you're tracking that back into your house on your shoes. Oh my god! I'm mm-hmm. telling you, it's a con- okay. So fine, it's not a private conspiracy. It's a public conspiracy. Yeah, it's still a conspiracy. Well, it's. I mean, the thing is. Big mop. The thing is, you're not going to get sick and die, uh, generally speaking, from from the lack of care that's exerted on the stuff. It's generally smelly. Is that a challenge? What? Is that a challenge? Uh, yes. Please go to your local McDonald's <laughs> and lick get the floor. Get sick and die, Micah. Yeah. Get sick and die. Very well, Joe. Yeah. Very well. well you I'm said all those complimentary on... things about how you like to talk to me uh, so much, so go ahead and prove it by licking the floor at a McDonald's. <laughs> so I'd say. It's going to be on my gravestone. Mm-hmm. Here lies Micah. He listened to Joe. Yeah. This is called Unhelpful Suggestions. <laughs> That's fair. This is very on brand. Yeah. <sighs> okay. I can stop talking about mops now. <laughs> I don't feel any better about them, uh, and I will still give them side eye, but um, certainly... Certainly, the process uh, in a private setting can be adjusted so as to not be as dirty as I've come to believe. Yeah, I mean, um, I still don't believe that you're that you did any of the the spot cleaning stuff before now, and that you've just been smearing around. Um, yeah, vomit. Dog vomit. I, yeah. Oh God, no, <laughs> no. That's what kitty litter is for. Oh, hmm. I keep a little. I keep a little. Uh, a little. Bu- a little bucket of kitty litter uh, on the <laughs> Henry. I don't know that he's ever uh, thrown up, but my my older dog, she is one to get very excited and gets very flimmy and then <laughs> has to dispel that phlegm all over the floor or expel rather that phlegm all over the floor um mm. so that's where the kitty litter comes in handy great i hope no one's eating breakfast while they're listening to our podcast mm. oh, hopefully not a, a fine gravelly breakfast of grape nuts um Oh God! <laughs> one time, one time, I let my grape nuts sit for too long, and it was this horrific paste that ju- it just it. I, I had done it with, I had made it with soy milk, and so the soy flavor had mixed with the natural flavor of the grape nut, um, and then congealed into this gel-like substance to produce. <laughs> the most horrible taste and texture that could come together, at least in anything that I've ever consumed. And I still sort of like I get that, you know, that that little chill in the in, in your in your shoulders and in the back of your neck when you th- think about something awful or something terrifying. Ugh, I, ugh. Every time I think about that taste, it was like just just barely touched my tongue and i was <laughs> i was ready to run away and and i don't know sh- shed all of all of my my life and just forget everything because it was just that bad mm. yum um mm-hmm. so after our delicious introduction uh <laughs> do do wh- where would we like to pivot to from here i leave it to oh, you pivot 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 yeah. pivot Pivot, pivot. Let's pivot like see. a mop head. 
you've you've sent over a lot of uh, a lot of good topics this morning. I'd like to hear. I've I've done plenty of bloviating. I'd like to hear from you about. Um, you know, this is an ongoing complaint that I've seen from you over time. Uh, Apple's lack of universal search or just their poor search in general. Um, you you seem to come across a lot of issues there, and I'm curious to hear what's going on. Oh, uh, yeah. So I continue to be annoyed by the uh, lack of consistency in search results. Um, across all of the various search fields that Apple provides you in your daily life, particularly as as it pertains to media, uh, which is, you know, something people like to search for, especially if they either own a lot of media in a library of media or if they are looking for media to purchase or media to stream. Um, and Apple provides many interfaces for doing the search, and they all return different results, and many of the results they return are bad. And uh, the fact that Apple has bad search results is not a mystery or something that has recently happened. Uh, they, they've just generally sucked at, at search for a long time in various aspects, like uh, App Store search. Um, oftentimes, you'd search for uh, applications, and you wouldn't find them, or they'd be the third or fourth or fifth down. Um, meanwhile, other competing applications would be listed because of some methodology that the search algorithm uses uh same sort of thing applies sometimes to media uh where you are searching for uh a a series of films or um a, a star of films or something like that and you'll get different results on certain platforms so for the apple tv you can ask uh siri to uh show you movies that have a certain star or something in it um meanwhile if you type in the search field on on the TV app on iOS, uh, and you type like, let's say James Bond, which is mm -hmm. a frustration that I experienced yesterday when we were, uh, Dan and I were considering briefly, uh, pursuing some James Bond movies for, uh, our, sh our show to be focused, but, uh, we could not, uh, easily find out what things were available where, and, uh, the, the, uh, Amazon, you can type in James Bond and you get every James Bond movie that they have and you can see what's available and what's not available for uh, Prime streaming and you can even filter the search results by what's available for Prime for free. Uh, meanwhile, with Apple, if you type in James Bond, you get uh, actors named James Bond, which is not really a thing. Um, there is apparently a couple. Uh, but uh, then you get uh, a... a uh, a Bollywood production um, that has uh, James Bond in the title, and you get uh, a documentary. Well, no, not a documentary. It's a, a Funny or Die video um, that is James Bond-based and has James Bond in the title because the search is so poor that it has to actually literally have the thing you're searching for in the name of the title, uh, which is gobsmacking to me because that what, what is the point of that you'd have to l know every title literally to search for so if you type in like a view to a kill which is a very bad bomb movie uh then you can see the uh individual listing for a view to a kill and then you can tap on that and see if it's available for streaming on a service or uh if it's uh available for rental 
Um, and it's not. Uh, in either case, you have to buy it for like $15, which uh, I'm not going to do for a bad movie. But you have to do that individually for every Bond movie that you think of and remember the title for, because you can't just type in James Bond and look at a listing. Meanwhile, if you pop on over to the iTunes uh uh, iOS app and you go to the search tab in there and you type in James Bond, you will see a listing of uh, various James Bond movies, uh, James Bond uh, soundtrack albums, James Bond uh, themed podcasts, all kinds of stuff that's affiliated with you know your normal iTunes results, uh, all pertaining to James Bond. And it doesn't literally have to have James Bond in the title, which is a relief. Uh, but from there, you can't look and see what's available in different streaming services. Uh, you can only see what is available for purchase or for rental through iTunes because it is the iTunes search. It doesn't have any of those features built in. So it's frustrating and dumb that it's uh, different in two different places like that. Uh, and you get a similar experience with Apple TV where you go and you look for, you look for certain things where you mention certain things. Uh, famous titles like one of my favorite examples that's still uh broken to this very day is if you uh ask for the thing which is a uh th there is a famous john carpenter movie uh from the 1980s that is a cult classic uh and there was also a remake of that john carpenter movie uh, well not a remake but uh a a prequel kind of thing that happened uh in like 20 10 or something 2012 or something um those either of those would be valid search results to return for the thing as one or two uh and indeed if you use a fire tv and you ask um uh your voice assistant there it will show you uh those as one and two um it, but on the apple's platform it decides to show you uh movies that feature the character the thing uh including fantastic four movies it shows you um other titles that have thing in the title uh which is kind of a mystery to me um because it doesn't prioritize at all um the thing that you might be searching for the thing uh i don't understand the thinking that apple has there um and again the search results are also different if you go on the Apple TV to the search tab and you actually uh, type in uh, the thing into the movies search. Then it will return the uh, John Carpenter movie in those search results, but it will not show up when you actually ask Siri for that, uh, which is, again, baffling. And uh, mm. I don't know why it would be different in those different places. It doesn't seem to benefit anyone and it doesn't seem to be about context because all of these are media contexts. So what 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 is the point of it being different other than you have a bunch of different teams working on apps that are all implementing search infrastructure differently uh, instead of having one cohesive uh, approach to search that is handled by a department or a group of people uh, that uh, all these other apps can uh, hook right into. Because I feel like they should have a singular search. Um, across everything yeah yeah that's to me the the biggest problem is you i think just siri in general um if we're going to trust these systems to to do the things that we want them to do and give them our trust in the sense that we you know oh i know if i just take the extra 
bit of time to type this in or to hit these buttons or to do this or to do that, then I'm going to save myself some frustration because I know that Siri can't do it. Uh, but then, you know, one time we go, ah, I'm gonna give Siri a chance and then you try it and then it doesn't work. And then you're taught once again that you should have just done it yourself in the first place. And if we want to get to a place where we, where we feel safe or comfortable enough to use our voice for all of these things, then they've got to be spot on or as close as possible to spot on. And we're just not it's just not there yet. And it's frustrating every single time it fails. And when it comes to search, like that's one of those things that's frustrating in multiple senses. In one way, it's frustrating because when it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But also because of the fact that we think, you know, and I'm sure there's so much more to it, but on its surface, we have this moment of like, you got it right here, or this company got it right here. How come you can't get it right? And it's just, I end up griping at at Siri so much um, because I will, like I said, take the time to trust it and then it fails me. And one of the most annoying things for me is being a journalist who uh, ends up writing about Apple quite a bit. Um, for family and friends, I've become like the stand-in for Apple. And for some reason, I think because we all have this very, <laughs> this very kind of devilish side of ourselves. Um, anytime Siri fails for me in front of a friend or a family member, I always get this smug look from them like, ah, that thing you care about so much is failing you. Doesn't that suck? It's like, why can't you? It's like when you have you have a, a dog that you know is just a very good dog and always does so well and can do these great tricks. And then, you know, you've got a uh, somebody coming over and you say, okay, watch this, watch this. And you try to get the dog to do the trick or just to behave or whatever. And the dog doesn't behave or do the trick. You feel a little bit embarrassed. And I end up in, in some cases feeling embarrassed whenever uh, Siri fails in front of other people. Cause I'm like, yeah, you'd think that, you know, this person who is supposed to know how to use this technology could get it to work, but it's not working for me either. Yeah. Um, so it's all around very frustrating. And especially whenever you see others do it just fine and you go, what is going on that you cannot get this? I don't I don't get it. Yeah, no, I. I, I don't even think of it as a good dog, as you said, <laughs> it's it's uh never really worked satisfactorily for me although i have had the experience that you said of of being the sort of avatar for complaints uh about mm. siri and it's like you're 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 barking up the wrong tree i have i have no <laughs> i have i've no input or, or or say in uh siri um and i i, I wish it would be better and i no I, I don't rely on it for anything um uh cuz there there are but uh, my search complaints in this instance are related mainly to uh, various text prompts also, uh, not not just uh, how bad Siri uh, potentially is. Um, and one of my frustrations with uh, Siri is for, uh, as we've mentioned in the past, like things like directions or uh, uh, song titles that have... Um, uh, say words in a different language or homonyms or uh uh they 
are not real words necessarily um where where they may, might be like a portmanteau or something like that um uh or specific place names uh they siri um often tries to to turn what you're saying into english words and can uh misunderstand that not always but often enough where you would feel uh, a lack of confidence in using it as your first and only means um so if you're sitting in your car and you're like, I need directions to uh, a certain place, you may be reluctant to ask for it uh, at first, or you may ask and then find you need to go through the five steps to cancel that process on CarPlay. Um, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. It's not five steps. You just have to tap the screen a bunch of times uh, and then uh, until you to finally swat the little end thing. Um, but uh, it is... Uh, it is a kind of a sad experience. And, uh, like we've mentioned in the past CarPlay, um, uh, is you're, you're only able to use Siri, uh, as your voice assistant. So it can be a frustration and, uh, you can only use that as your search means, uh, for, for various stuff. There, there are, there's a weird thing in map in, uh, the maps application where you can actually tap a little, uh, microphone, uh, inside of the, the search, history recommendation thing there's like a little widget thing that that exists uh when you tap on it and it'll show you Mm -hmm. like recent things you've been to and stuff but there's a little microphone up in the corner if you hit that then it will try to uh transcribe what you're asking for much in the same ways if you're using an apple tv and you go to a search field and you do the uh, dictation um instead of keyboard input uh same same kind of thing there uh it's a it's a really interesting system. And if you type in, let's say the car's parked and you have the maps app open and you type in, uh, the thing that you're looking for, uh, you're going to get different search results there than you get if you ask Siri. Um, because Good again, God. different, different interfaces for things yield completely different results. Uh, because why, why would that be the same? Why task any department with offering a, a uniform experience across everything? Uh, just 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 have everybody implement completely different stuff yeah yeah Yeah. that's uh that's the best way of doing it Mm -hmm. all right so i think that covers my my gripe um my unproductive gripe because i have no recommendation other than please just make some like czar of search or something and (gasps) task them with making search the same as a as a service that you provide to all of the applications at apple including Siri, and then that exists there. And it can be under the person who runs Siri or some other department, but it needs to be a single group that is tasked with doing this and not completely different search results by every single application that Apple makes. I have a really good idea. I've got this photo here of the uh, Apple search team. Um, and they're in front of some restaurant. I can't quite tell, but I was thinking if you tweeted this photo and you asked your followers what restaurant they're sitting in front of, we might be able to figure out who the search team is, get in contact with them, and you can share your complaints uh, instead of having to file radars. Now, will I get credit for posting this photo on the internet? I feel like that's the most important part. Uh, you, you may get credit, but honestly, Joe, the internet is a fickle, fickle being, and we might just, they might just decide to credit, uh, a, a, a different 
an entire news outlet instead for for the fact that you know you you came across this and i'm sorry but that's just how the world works oh well that's that's such a bummer because my primary concern is credit uh but what what we are (laughs) a bit over what are we talking about (laughs) yeah we were talking about uh a recent kerfuffle over google duplex um uh which i don't know i I, the the demo that they did is creepy and weird and uh, i don't love how they handled that um they have promised since then that they're going to identify that it's a computer that you're talking to and they're not going to try to like fake pretend that uh it's a human being but obviously the whole point of the demo was fake pretending that it's a human being so criticism you know can can be leveled fine whatever but uh obviously it was not in a shipping product it was not uh happening right now um uh there there but there is a i don't know, i don't know how to say this uh there there is an apple fan concern um that uh this is unethical uh in a variety of contexts and means and that uh not only is it unethical but it that it also simultaneously doesn't work um which i find to be at odds uh with it because if it is unethical because it is deceiving a human being effectively then how does it also not work at the same time um but uh apple blogger um john gruber uh who has access to lots of things uh was sort of the ringleader of this thing to uh publish a photo on twitter that he got from the google blog about duplex of two guys who work on duplex who booked a reservation at a what seemed to be a a chinese restaurant uh of some description and he wanted to find out what the restaurant was so that they could find out whether or not they actually made the reservation because he doesn't believe that it works um so he posted it on twitter and asked all of his followers his like what is it 350,000 followers to go i don't know yeah something like that he's over 300,000 followers to go find uh, what the restaurant is in Mountain View, uh, and to write back to him. So you had people uh, replying to. If you look at the replies, they're just bananas. People like zooming <laughs> in on reflections that are in the zoom and enhance, and then zoom and enhance. Yeah, and they're like flipping the reflection and being like, "Oh, the photos flipped," and you can see that it's actually this across the street, and. Uh, they went and scoured Yelp photos to find which one it was and then sent a link to uh, someone's Yelp photo where it's like the mom and her her uh, small daughter um, sitting at the same table. Uh, and it's just like so creepy and weird. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand uh, that that objection to this creepy, weird service when you're also just going to turn around and be creepy, weird with human beings. Um just soliciting them to go trawling for, uh, <laughs> you know, evidence that, it, it, you know, this 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 restaurant isn't working correctly or that this restaurant has been deceived. And then somebody who works at Mashable, of course, is following John Gruber and sees all this and uh, does a reporting piece where, well, eh, reporting, um, where he calls, he calls the restaurant and uh, asks them about the phone call and does all this stuff and then uh, writes it up. 
and John Gruber is upset that uh, Mashable wrote it up um, and feels like that was irresponsible. And it's like, dude, you provoke this whole thing, this whole chain of events uh, through just your 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 little rant here on the internet. Um, and then he goes on to post about how he you know has found this thing and then he's upset uh that other outlets are reporting on the mashable piece and not giving him credit directly for it and it's just like this is insane like I, the google duplex trutherism is just I, something <laughs> i cannot get behind no matter what your feelings on google duplex is as a product it just i i i, I can't i can't with this no i honestly i just i just don't care enough about any of it for this to be as big of a deal as it was made out to be like from the beginning, even before all of this, like let's search the, let's, you know, hunt people down and find out if this is real. I just didn't care enough in the first place. And like uh, the, the thing that I was happy talking about with this, uh, whenever everyone was sort of on the Google duplex thing was how it could be good and how it could be bad. Uh, the implications of a technology like this. That stuff is interesting because that, I think, makes a difference in humanity. But like whether this was edited in its first beta or alpha version for a, um, a, a demo before a crowd, I don't, I don't think it makes much of a difference in the end. And certainly, if I have the choice between, I don't know, uh, walking out of my office, petting my dog, having a cup of tea, and even just like twiddling my thumbs. I'm going to choose that over sending my Twitter followers on a hunt to track down these people for something that in the end is not going to get me like a Boy Scout badge. And so I just don't, I, I, I just have trouble understanding the point of it all <laughs> yeah. what's what's the point of it all yeah i i i agree with you like i, I and i feel like there is val there is there's there's a valid discussion to be had about google duplex it's just that was not that discussion that was just a, a very strange um uh pursuit um let's say now uh let's pivot from that uh off of <laughs> <laughs> off of off of sending our twitter followers after maybe you can send them after mops um but <laughs> yes oh my gosh <laughs> just tweet at big mop and just say you're a conspiracy no please and then don't. let me know that yes do it do it do no. it do it no 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 and then let me know about it and then i will celebrate you See, this is the thing though you can't you can't just blast at twitter to do this because it there the, especially if you have a bunch of followers because the odds of somebody not correctly following through on this being kind of a joke are oh, pretty God. high. Okay. Anyone yeah. out there who thinks I'm not totally, I mean, I am not joking about <laughs> I think that mops aren't great, but yeah. I am joking about the fact that like, it's a conspiracy again. I just think it would be kind of funny to see someone tweet it. Like, uh, I don't even know what mop companies Libman. there are. There you go. Libman say <laughs> you're a conspiracy. <laughs> and no one knows what the heck it means and then mm -hmm. we go on with our lives and it's okay sure all right all Look, the joe all the... has joe is not a part of this he's he's uh stepping back he has no no responsibility here if one of you do it i take responsibility for it yeah uh, but only send one tweet if you do don't don't keep going at it <laughs> one tweet only but um no see 
yeah, just everyone who doesn't have an understanding of boundaries, um, or <laughs> just go ahead. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, after after that, we should probably talk about, I, I guess, vacuum filters. Is that is that actually a topic? Or you, it's not really a topic. Oh, um, you you, you seem so excited about it yesterday. That I mean that that's pretty much all it is. Uh, I. <laughs> I wanted to replace, so I got the wire cutter recommended vacuum. Um, it's the shark vacuum. It's like a lavender color. They don't sell it anymore. Um, so you can't get it in lavender, which is sad, but well, sorry, they don't sell anymore on Amazon. I think you can get it from Bed Bath and Beyond or something like that. Uh, it is the most fantastic vacuum I have ever had the pleasure of using. It's so powerful. It's so light. It sucks up so much of everything especially pet hair it <laughs> is fantastic like i did not know that there were you like i look at the carpet there's not there's carpet in the living room everywhere else is wood or tile and you look at the carpet and you think it's clean having an old or like a, a, a ooh, i almost said the s word having a cruddy vacuum <laughs> and then you get this shark vacuum and you run it over what you think is a clean carpet and suddenly there's an entire dog inside of the dust canister it's <laughs> incredible but anyway i've used i use it all the time because it just delights me how well it cleans and uh i had run it several times over um what was it there was something it was like i was either brick dust or it was uh it was some ash that got outside of the fireplace during the winter um but it was red uh which that wouldn't make sense for fireplace anyway point is there was red dust uh that i had vacuumed and it had really got into the filter um and was part it, of was the it filter, like flaming hot cheetos yes oh god no <laughs> um part of the two of the filters are washable so you can you know wash them and you let them dry for like four days and then, and then you can put them back in um and so I'd washed them out, but it had, it had stained them. And over time, like it's just, it's been, I've had it for a couple of years now, I think. And so it's, it's collected a good amount of dust. And I decided, you know what? I want to restore this thing to original quality. Um, and I, I've actually taken it, but uh, taken it apart before and cleaned out everything in it, um, to, to keep it up and running and at its best and sort of get the hair out of the the brush roll etc um so my vacuum and i have a nice date to take care of uh of, of cleaning it out and popping in the filter and doing all that stuff and i'm very excited about it um and i was so happy when it arrived yesterday it felt like iphone new iphone day <laughs> except it was just vacuum filters <sighs> okay <laughs> Uh yeah I okay so uh, I guess that leaves us not one a big topic one final topic um okay which is uh either going to be your Donald Glover uh fans taking over the 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 Donald page on uh Reddit temporarily mm -hmm. or which is probably going to be over by the time this episode airs or uh we could talk about uh, Elon Musk uh, making uh, horrible promises that he can't deliver on or we could talk about <laughs> Ariana uh, Grande stealing my brand. Yeah, yeah, that that's a possibility too. <laughs> uh in I, multiple ways. Uh no, I want to talk about uh Elon. Uh good old good old Mr. Musk. Yeah. Okay. Um so I I'm a little I'm a, I think this is a sort of a pet peeve 
mainly for me being in the Los Angeles area, but uh, he has a company called The Boring Company, which is mostly famous for its flamethrowers. Uh, and uh, he also has SpaceX and he has Tesla and they're all sort of things that he decides to start and uh, promise that he will deliver on stuff on a timetable that is unrealistic and then he always misses basically always uh, and uh, usually the budgets are not right either uh, so one of the curious things was this past uh, weekend um, he uh, decided that he was going to uh, host a town hall um, about uh, the boring company digging up uh, a small test tunnel of uh, 2.7 miles uh, near uh, Sepulveda, which is a major um, artery of the city um, that I live in. And uh, well, technically not the city that I live in, because the city I live in is just nearby that city, but the major metropolitan area, a major uh, artery of that. And there's not going to be any real surface issues because it's tunneling underground and it's just a, a giant boring machine, as they say, uh, that will create a, a tunnel for his little test track. Uh, the thing is, he's... <laughs> for his adorable little test track. Well, I mean, it's 2.7 miles. It'll be totes adorbs. But uh, the uh, the thing that he's going to be building, um, he's managed to... He's, he's uh, pushing to get environmental review exemptions um they're, they're just gonna try to skip ahead through as much red tape as possible and get into production and uh city council members seem to be on board with that and uh, uh. they're making a partnership with la metro um the metropolitan transportation authority that we have um and uh they're just trying to push through this this project uh, as much as they can and they're saying that they are skipping this environmental review because uh, it's such a short thing. It's just a test and uh, they won't need to do it. Uh, they'll do it on a final project, but they're also going to be building other test things around. And it seems like they're building these short little test tunnels so that they can connect them all up later as one big network, um, which is according to California law illegal because uh, you still, you can't, you can't, do a piecemeal thing and then put it together so that you can es escape an environmental impact review. Um, but uh, Musk seems to be pushing on hard on this, and he had a orchestrated uh, neighborhood meeting, which the company held, uh, and it, w it did not. Uh, you weren't allowed to bring cameras. Uh, the the uh, it was a ticketed event. Uh, all questions were pre-approved before the event started, uh, so it was it was not it was not a, a not like a public town hall, um, and. Uh, so he mainly just got a lot of questions uh, that that were like about how amazing it was, um, which is totes adorbs. Uh, and one of the questions was about how much uh, these fares would cost if he actually finished uh, doing this tunnel thing, which is, of course, the end result we all know that he actually wants is not just this little test thing. And he's like, oh, well, you'll be able to get from Sherman Oaks to LAX for a dollar. Uh, and it's like that. A dollar. A dollar. A dollar. Um, which is just absolutely preposterous, but uh, whatevs. And uh, meanwhile, simultaneously in the news, he's he's getting hit on for uh, not shipping the $35,000 uh, Model S. That, I'm sorry, Model 3 that he had promised everyone uh, that so would be shipping. So the bad kind of hit on. Yes, yes, but he's also, um, he, I, I, he's also, uh, I'm sure Grimes has said some lovely things to him uh, in private. 
Oh God, we can we can be pretty uh, pop culture sometimes, Joe. I I had no idea who Grimes was until until people started talking about them dating, and I was just like, who? Oh <laughs> uh, well, mm. yes, I I I I knew, but I've never like listened to Grimes's Grimes's jams. Oh. Anyway, so yeah, uh, I, I would lying if i said that i had never desired a tesla um and had the thought of like oh this allegedly cost effective or not cost effective but budget conscious uh tesla is going to be coming out it'd be really cool to have one and yeah that's just not happening really no (laughs) and once again like I don't think that uh I don't understand why he gets so many like he's getting hit sure but I feel like he gets a lot of passes on saying things and then not actually following through with them. Oh yeah, and part of that is also um his petulance when he's called out on him not following through on things. Uh if you go to his Twitter, it is a mess. Um Oh brother. He, he seems he seems relatively unhinged at all times and all hours. <laughs> uh like he's he's obviously more together than like uh let's say certain presidents but he he will still go or off Richard on Branson or something he still goes off on these really bizarre um tangents on people and things um and uh uh bureaucracies and his opinions and he'll also uh uh try to set set the set the record straight on things but usually that involves him just saying things were always supposed to be a certain way but they weren't and there's actually like video evidence of him actually promising different things um so he's complaining that uh if they were to actually ship the thirty five thousand dollar model three uh that they would uh go broke uh tesla would go broke and they would lose all their money um and nobody would get any uh model threes um which seems like an oversight in your planning and budgeting process uh because they were supposed to be shipping the thirty five thousand dollar uh model three by last fall um it wasn't supposed to be part of the initial shipments uh but they keep pushing it back because of production delays and the, the their inabilities inability to scale production at their their facility um to to meet the uh delivery process for the higher end vehicles that they are currently selling uh this is of course the famous thing of him like sleeping in his office and then there was a like a video interview and people saw the couch that he slept on and they started like a what was it go go gofundme or an yes. indiegogo to get him a better couch because he deserved better and it was just like this is insane like the guy has a lot of money leave he can yeah, buy his he's own couch fine. he's yeah he's fine i saw that and just rolled my eyes and then said this is america yeah um, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah Ugh, i don't get why he gets such a pass um yeah. And there was but, a recently a very bad accident where somebody uh, broke an ankle, um, basically. But uh, the the what was it? The Model X they were in um, slammed into another vehicle, uh, rear-ended it, uh, and it was supposed to be on autopilot. Um, but the and the person uh, was texting while they were on autopilot, and apparently uh, the vehicle, was, as witnessed, uh, did not break. We'll see what is actually uncovered in like the logs and stuff that come out after this. But uh, 
Elon Musk took to Twitter to complain that uh, there's no reason why he should get hit for that when there's, uh, you know, 40,000 accidents in cars um, all the time. And it's like, well, you're the one making an entirely new system and calling it autopilot, and it's not automatic piloting this vehicle and it hits another vehicle so that is i think newsworthy um like you don't get a pass for that i don't know yeah uh, and just yeah mm, he I, I think sometimes thinks well it's clear like he feels above above things uh, a lot and uh, what's his candy gonna be like man I don't even want to know. Uh, whatever it is, it's not going to ship on time, and it'll only be for people who make over $100,000 a year. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Darn it. Yeah. Well, I guess I won't be enjoying it. it you know, it'd probably have gluten in it anyway, so... <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't but, be able well, to eat it anyway. Uh, just don't don't let him hear you complain about it, because then he'll take oh, to God. Twitter. And... <laughs> He's going to tweet at me. He's going to get all of his, his Twitter followers coming after me, because they uh, they tend to be pretty... Pretty, uh, what's that called? St- they're they're stanners, as it were. Uh huh. They're I would say fervent supporters. Um, and there is there is uh there is of course an ideal to support there in terms of uh the ends. Um, but like it's fine to question the means to the ends. I feel like uh, yes, yeah. All right. So on that note, on that. That cars of the future in underground tunnels to the moon and Mars note, um, where one robber baron controls us all. Uh, we we uh, we should probably wrap this up. And have some candy. Doom and gloom. Yeah. Wrap it up. May Gray. Well, folks, it's been another episode. We've done it again. And I hope you all have a very good day, despite it all. Stay away from mops. Um, <laughs> stay posted for a hollowed out pineapple with a note in it in in a parking lot near you. And keep watching the clock. Oh wait, that's not that's not this one. <laughs> no, no, we would fail it. We were twice as long. Um, you know, don't judge us. Bye, everybody. And more. <laughs>